SEO This Week, hey everyone, Clint Butler here for episode 106 of SEO This Week. As you can see, I am uh, all by myself today, so um, I get to go solo. No big deal, though. Uh, we got some good articles and stuff to kind of keep you uh, informed. No tip this week. Next week, though, we're going to have a good, I'll have a good one and walk you through some stuff that I know about link research tools. Uh, expensive tool. That's uh, uh, probably one of those ones that you want to add in your arsenal. Um, if you can't pay for that whole thing, though, I'll go into you know what we do or what I do typically uh, to kind of you know leverage it as needed and for penalty recoveries and stuff. Uh, and then we, maybe I'll compare that to cognitive SEO. I use that in the past. I'm not really a user now. Um, but maybe just show you some of the differences and why you would want to choose one over the other, uh, et cetera. But we're kind of getting into link building a lot more uh, in the next couple of weeks, and you'll probably see why when we start looking at uh, some of the topics for SEO Fight Club, for example. Uh, as always, though, I do want to answer any of your questions that you have related to SEO, uh, whether that's what it's within the scope of the topic of the articles or not. You just have a random question. Just go ahead and make sure you leave those in the chat, and we'll address those at the end. Without that, let me cough here for a <laughs> just to get that out of the way, and we'll get into this week's articles. I got a good selection this time. Uh, you know, typically we're, what we were pushing, what, like five to six articles a week. This time we get nine, and it's only because there's some uh, double-ups, too. So uh, I won't go too crazy involved in all of these. But first one is the Webmaster Notes Hangouts from February 5th. This is from Christina Adzrinko over at Marketing Syrup. This is, these are really good highlights of these uh, hangouts. If you haven't watched one of these with John Mueller, it gets a little tedious at times, but she broke it down, table of context, etc. You can click in there. She changed the format a little bit. It used to be you just go in and, and pick up the video right here where um, she was talking about. Uh, she removed that just because it was kind of a pain. I can imagine that it was a pain in the ass to link to each one of those videos and show that over and over again. In this case, you just use the timestamp and then go back up into the video and see where you want to do it. So you can kind of see the highlights here uh, from that one. Again, these are really good, um, especially if you don't want to watch them, but you want to get some of the information out of them. Great if you're doing testing stuff too. Uh, you can go in here and see what he talked about and maybe set up some tests around these and see, you know, is it true or is it not false or whatever. And that's good content fuel for your bugs. Uh, especially if you're in the SEO space. If you're not in the SEO space and then just some good information and you follow, uh, you know, guys like me and Kyle and Ted, and we'll test some of this stuff for you anyway. So, um, but again, that's a good one. And then the other one is from February 8th and it's a web central office hours. So uh, check out both of those, some good information in there. I think that you will um, enjoy and get some benefit out of do what I do. Just go in and look at the table content, see if that stuff's in, that might be something you're interested in applied to at time. Like uh, if Google takes time to pick it through your at their website migration, you know this is relevant, especially if you're doing a 301 redirect for link building. So um, you know, check out that kind of stuff. Again, pick and choose. You don't have to read the whole thing, but uh, support her. 
give her some shares and stuff so she keeps going because God knows I don't want to watch all of those webmaster things. And you can only list Josh's opinion about what he's saying so long. So, you know, that is what that is. <laughs> all right, next is a uh, – it's an article on affiliate marketing. I've been really deep into affiliate stuff. I don't know if you noticed. I think we're hitting that once every week nowadays. Um, so this – uh, is really good if you're just kind of looking for some tips and stuff. Basic advanced SEO, it all applies to affiliate marketing, and then you get with some of these affiliate marketers, especially the closet guys that are making six or seven figures a month doing affiliate stuff. And that's where you get to really get to expand your skills and stuff. You got to get their attention, and the way to do that is to start generating your own brand, uh, your own traffic, etc. Uh, so you can get into and maybe find out, you know, new products that are coming out and get some more money and et cetera. This is written by Pat Ahern. I think you'll enjoy this post. Uh, only so much as it just kind of gives you a little bit of, uh, from a, an affiliate marketer's perspective, some things for SEO. For the most part, I think you're going to find that most of this stuff is actually, you know, things that we already cover as part of our basic optimization, like, you know, feature snippet and search features option, et cetera, ROI for your keyword research, CTR, now, that's all basic SEO stuff. But when you're looking at it from an affiliate perspective, um, you might take on or pick something up, a tidbit or two that will help you out. What I like the best is probably the search scale visibility with Quora and just kind of working through that and seeing how to use Quora to, to um, leverage that site in order to bring more people into yours. Uh, and selling your affiliate products, especially if you're, you know, your whole site's like a health thing. You go into core and you're answering health questions, you need some health traffic. Um, so uh, that's a pretty cool feature. A lot of people aren't doing that. And then on the flip side of that, if you're an SEO blogger and you're going to Cora, you already know, um, you know, Rand Fishkin, he was doing good at, at modeling that. That is actually a good model, whether you like Rand or not. Is Someone was asking a question and Rand would go in and answer it. But, Really was someone at Moz was answering a question and then Rand will go in and answer it uh, and link to the Moz blog. You can do something similar with that too, with your own personas and your uh, your, your business persona as well. Um, just be careful, especially in the SEO market, because there's so many d dumb people asking the same questions over and over again, and it just you know it blinds it out. And no one really wants to to read those anymore. So, but there's still plenty of markets on Quora where you can get some good traffic out of that. So, again, this is Gento Digital, Junto Digital uh, Affiliate Marketing, and the topic is nine actionable SEO techniques to boost your rankings. Nothing earth-shattering, but some good information. Here's a cool one. I follow this along. I watch watch the AMA. If you don't know what AMA is, ask me anything. Uh, you know some of the there's, you know, there's some AMAs in Reddit, and there's a bunch of other websites, and there's a Slack group that does AMAs and brings in someone. Um, this is a good way to, to get some, actually get some engagement on your site. You want to find someone famous, uh, famous, or than you, and host an AMA in your group or whatever. In this case, it was Gary Isles. Now, what I liked about this is kind of get some more insight into kind of his personality. Uh, and just reading through some of the original stuff before this AMA kicked off. And then there's a bunch of random questions in there uh, and answers that I think you might get some benefit out of. Search Engine Journal covered one uh, talking about uh, porn 
or porniness is the term that they're making fun of. But if if your site has porn, that could be considered that is a search factor uh, when related to uh, you, your keyword. So if you have porny words, as it were, uh, inside your website, you might be triggering a filter that's keeping you down. So just you know, first you have to figure out what porniness is in the in the eyes of the democratic uh, Google. And then uh, make sure that's not in your content. That's one of the many good things that were happening in here. Again, this is I, you know, Gary Isles is a public relations representative of Google, so take this stuff for what it is, and then go test it yourself before you say this is you know set in stone. And I found that Gary will dance around a subject a lot without giving you specifics, and he does it on purpose because he's not allowed to, but he's not intentionally trying to throw you off either. So. Um, some great ideas here. And next is from Rackerbox. Understanding post-click versus post-view conversions. This is really important, especially if you are an SEO who has a client that has a long sales cycle. Uh, and what you're going to get is, oh, I'm getting all this new traffic now. You got me this new traffic. That's great, but I haven't got any sales. Well, first you have a positioning problem. One, you're selling rankings. Uh, maybe you're selling traffic as part of your such your your uh, your sales pitch. But if you are selling sales and you don't control the funnel, then you're an idiot. You need if you're controlling the funnel, then you can get into. I'm gonna do leads. I can give provide you more leads. If you're controlling the funnel, that can provide you more sales. And even then, you have to control the the complete funnel from landing to the site all the way to the sales call to the close. That's controlling the funnel and those are the people that can, can that can control um uh you know leads and sales we can guarantee leads and sales as part of their that's what they're selling um unfortunately we as seos kind of get ahead of ourselves and we're like oh we're going to rank you for x y and z you're going to get a whole bunch of traffic and you're going to get a whole bunch of leads well your client here it is i'm going to get a whole bunch of leads and if you don't control the sales funnel uh, or then you don't, or if you don't control the full aspect of the site and you can't change call to actions, et cetera, and generate more leads with the traffic that you're generating, uh, you're going to get in a lot of trouble. And I found that business owners are really hesitant to live you free reign. I, you know, I've got a few that will give us free reign, but even our more higher paying clients, um, they're paying for what they're getting more rankings. Uh, and that if we're hitting the rankings right, we're going to increase their traffic. But that's really the end of our involvement. Conversions, et cetera, and that's all on them because we're not, you know, we're not selling that product. They are. Uh, and we didn't promote our service that way. And there's a lot of people who say, well, if you do that, then you can't charge a lot of whole lot of people. One of our clients where we don't even do on page. All we do is link building, and we're increasing the rankings and the traffic through uh, rank, build, rank building, and that's it. And they pay us $35,000 a year or a month. Um, so you can, if you sell it right, um, sell rankings. That's what you're, you guys are delivering as SEOs. You are delivering rankings. Uh, and then if you want to get into being a full service agency, I want to sell you rankings. Then I'm going to sell you. Um, I'm going to upsell you for conversion rate optimization. Then I'm going to upsell you for, uh, you know, ads or whatever, whatever floats your boat. Funnel building, etc. Um, so, just that's where where this kind of post is important. Is 
you know, which is more valuable to you and how you track both of those different types of sales. So post click is, you know, click the search engine and I bought at your e-commerce store. Post view is I clicked on the search engine, came back a couple days later and looking at it again, and then I bought. Uh, so those that's the the rule, you know, that's summarizing the, the two types of conversions and why you should probably be tracking both, uh, especially if you're an SEO who is who made that mistake of selling leads. Uh, you need to be able to track both of these so that you can show a higher rate of uh, return on investment to your clients that are looking at you uh, for leads. Next is uh, Jesus Mecca. I've been I've known Jesus for quite a while. He's really good dude. Uh, has some great information. So when I saw that he posted this one, I figured you know if you know, he got it out there, it's probably good. So he is claiming to increase his views, as you see, from 611 to 100k uh, in a six month period, which is pretty good. Uh, and I think it's an impressive way to just kind of see, you know, his thought process and how things are going, uh, some things about the website, et cetera. And then he's got a video to say how he did it. Uh, and you can kind of read through here. Uh, uh, just some more stuff. But the, the beat of this article is down here at the bottom. Uh, so watch the video. You can see how he you know, increased the traffic. Uh, and some some of the tips that he did to do that, and kind of just keyword research and rankings and feature snippets, etc. Um, that's how you know you can make some good money really quick, and you get to show off to your clients a little bit. So check out this one from Jesus. I think you'll enjoy that one. Jerry West. If you don't, if you guys follow me for uh, any period of time, you know I follow Jerry West. Uh, I like to consider him one of my mentors. I'm not in any of his paid courses anymore, etc. Um, I think I've outgrown that, but you know he still has <laughs> some great ideas. And this one is a uh, fish where the big fish are. Basically, it's a it's the first paragraph really outlines this, but. It's a method that he's using to impress B2B clients, especially when you're at a meeting or something like that. Uh, and you know, it'll cost you a little bit of money, but you're going to grease the wheels and kind of make it seem like better than you, know, you are. You're positioned better than you are. Let me see. Um, sorry about that. <clears throat> So, you, you know, you position it better than you are and look at uh, some ways just to increase your your conversion rate on a meet face to face meeting or even for networking. This is this is a good method for networking. Uh, it's pretty cool. And I think you're going to like it. If anything, you're just going to like the way Jerry writes. Uh, so check that one out. Uh, triple their search traffic with uh, link building techniques. You're going to see more and more link building stuff in there because I want to get into more of that this year. You know, last year was basic um, on-page optimization. This year we're gonna go advanced on-page optimization and link building. Uh, those would be my focuses. Uh, you can skip some of this crap, but really it's, you know, outreach, uh, some roundups that they did, some backlink exchanges, and some influencer stuff, and then job postings. Job listings, pay attention to this one. A lot of people are talking about job listings and really they're just going out there and spamming the search results, uh, especially on these job sites. They're going to piss the job sites off. But if you do this right and intentionally, 
Uh, you can get a lot of traffic and a lot of resumes for future hiring positions, uh, and you'll get the backlinks all at the same same boat. So pay attention to this section here, the job listing section, and think about how you can use that for your business. Now, you're going to find that one of the biggest things that we ran into is I'm not hiring. Why would I post a job listing? You can collect resumes for future hiring opportunities. Um, even as an agency, you can collect resumes for future hiring opportunities. We over the, over the top SEO, we don't really hire, we don't hire any third world, you know, Indians or Filipinos anymore because the work quality was crap. Because um, they were outsourcers, we really didn't have any influence and in be able to, you know, control time zones, control work quality, and then say, hey, do this again. We'll slow down our return uh, on, um, you know, being able to deliver. So we just went and started hiring U.S. people. Well, those people are expensive, so you can't hire a lot of them, right? But you can start building up a resume base and then keeping those uh, for you while at the same time getting some link building done. So um, that's how you handle that job listings argument for link building. Uh, call to action statistics. I won't go into this really deep, but to say, um, you know, Amazon tests their CTAs, so you should be doing that too. Uh, they looked at SaaS products for their CTAs. What are the CTAs that all these other products are they using? How many words, etc. You can see the complete breakdown uh, in here as you go through the article. But you know, the term, the table of contents, kind of does it mostly. But what I want you to take away from this is look at how they look at CTAs in this particular market and then apply that to your own market. So when I talk about keyword research, the, one of the things we look at is keyword research. Um, what is this main CTA that people are looking for? Because if my plumber is looking for form fills, but everyone else is doing phone calls, who do you think is going to win that battle? Everyone, it's, everyone else is doing phone calls, right? Those are the CTA things that you need to look at. And then you can intermix those CTA stuff in with your SEO stuff. Uh, and I think you'll find this test and the way that they set this up to be actually really helpful to you. And you can create a spreadsheet and save it for that niche. Because most times these aren't going to change, right? So you create a spreadsheet, save it for the niche. Uh, and then you can, every time you get a new client in that niche, you just go back and rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat. Um, I think you'll find that this is going to be very helpful for you in the future. Uh, I want to do that one last. This one's pretty cool. If, I don't know if you guys know, but you can do HTML inside of Gmail and send an HTML email, and you can fire off some different things. And in this case, you can actually set up some code inside of your um, Gmail to set up these offers so that it shows inside of the promotions box. So if your email goes into promotions, you can set up the code to show the coupon code and what they're going to get for it and when it expires. This is really great. I think if you can leverage this and you leverage it properly, one, especially for e-com, you guys are going to kill it, uh, especially with your if you have an email campaign going on. Uh, and then for things like, um, let's say, uh, you know, like, random information emails, let's say SEO this week, and you're going to do 
Um, you have, or affiliate promotions for that matter. You got a big launch, they're going to open and in seven days, this coupon goes away. You put that in there as part of your promotion stuff. He's already given you the code for it and kind of some of the things you can do with it and play around with. Um, I wouldn't, you know, think too much ahead on this. Just kind of drop this in there just like that. Send out a couple and test it and make sure it works. And then you're off to the races. Make yourself a template. Uh, you know, some of this stuff is really not going to change too much. Just the dates and the codes, right? This section right here. Uh, so uh, um, it's definitely something that we're going to be leveraging. You start probably seeing some more of that when we start sending out more emails. Um, you know, right now we just use text emails, but, you know, we're going to look into that and kind of fire that up with a HTML template for SEO this weekend, uh, SEO Fight Club. So uh, see how we're doing that and then think of ways you can leverage that for your clients. That's a good one. Finally is introducing a local search results checker. Go to the, my website, uh, links in the description box, and you can find the link to this. Uh, from SERPWU, basically what you do is it's really simple. You just go in, fill out the information, click the search results, and boom. Uh, and you can do that over and over and over again. Uh, obviously, as you most of you know, it gets a little bit harder to check locality because of you know, proximity, et cetera. Um, so that's one option. The other option is getting a plugin uh, for Chrome called Manual Geolocation. You are going to have to have some coding skills, and you're going to go into the HTML, and you have to replace the Google API so that the uh, this fancy map right here works. Hopefully, you guys can see that. I'm not watching the replay of the screen, but there's when you click on that extension, the map shows up, and it's pushed off of an API, um, and that API. Uh, used to be free, so the develop and then now that it's not, the developer doesn't update that plugin, that extension anymore. What I did is I just downloaded the files, went in there, uh, and changed the API. It's not too hard. If you want some help doing that, let me know. Otherwise, check out Serpu's tool here. Um, I use Serpu. I'm an affiliate of it. This is not an affiliate link, just so everyone is fully aware. Um, if you want to check out SurfWoo and use it for yourself, then go ahead. Um, I've, I'm like one of the alpha users, so I'm paying like 19 bucks a month for like almost damn near unlimited resources, uh, and the new prices are significantly higher. But um, still, this tool right here alone is really good. And then when it push out this information here, you can just take screenshots of it and kind of help you in your reporting a little bit to you. So. Um, again, check this out. I think you'll like it. Okay, I think that's it. That's it for the stories. Um, if you guys have any questions about any of the stories or anything else, now is the time. Uh, give you a little bit of time to write those out. Um, talk about SEO Fight Club tomorrow. We are doing a, an episode on LSI. Um, and some different aspects of it. Kyle's forwarding this one. Uh, so I haven't gotten to see the slides yet. I kind of get some in and outs of what he's going to talk about, but it looks pretty interesting. Um, just to see, is it valuable for you? Uh, should you be leveraging this stuff? Now, full disclosure, when I used LSI, you, know, you hear a lot of people saying, oh, I, you know, I changed LSI and I got you know, tons of rankings and now I'm awesome. But when I, you know, I did it, I see minimal um, first time versus effort kind of thing. You know what I mean? So um, 
but it's certainly a great topic and i think some people will be benefit from it so that's next tomorrow on seo fight club 12 p.m uh, mountain standard time arizona time uh and let's see next week i'll be running the conversation over there and um, it will be tied together seo this week i'll go over link research tools and how i use that uh, for some link building and link cleanup uh, and then we'll go into seo fight club the next day uh, where i'll talk even some more about some link building methods that i use um, penalty recovery and maybe even a little bit about some reconsideration requests and tips on how to to do that and successfully get through uh, that process. So that's SEO this week and SEO Fight Club for the next two weeks. Uh, looks like the only question we really have is from Adrian Diaz. I get in touch with Christina, the lady who does the highlights. Uh, and thanks for highlighting your site, finding your site. Yeah, she's she's awesome. I found her uh, in Reddit. Um, just, you know, going through there in that community a little bit more. I a lot of stuff in Reddit. I haven't really got the whole let's get Reddit traffic out of there yet. But I'm, you know, meeting some new people and finding some new content, you know, new ideas. So uh, definitely worth at least, you know, 10, 15 minutes uh, a day or, you know, a week if you want, really want to. I just got it on my phone and flip through there. And if I see something interesting, I'll go back later. Uh, but that's how I'm using Reddit. Let's see. Um, let's see. Someone uh, Rose Sillers. Yep, she made a good comment where I was talking about uh, leads and lead generation for your client. One is also to make sure that they have someone in place to take the leads. That's that's a very good point. Even if you're a PPL and you're selling phone calls, you will find that a lot of customers, God knows why, but you'll send them 20 phone calls and maybe they'll answer one. And the voicemail's answering the rest of them. I mean, like, who does business like that? You have to answer your phone. Uh, you know, obviously, it's a little bit harder nowadays because of the robots. Even, you know, even during the show, the stupid phone went off because of the robot calls, right? Um, but you just got to answer your phone. If you don't want to answer your phone, then don't cry that you don't have business. I don't answer my phone for the most part unless I know that your caller ID or I recognize it. Um, otherwise, it's the bots that are, that, are, that are bothering me anyway. They're scraping Google My Business and they're blasting these poor people with businesses and you know, yesterday alone, I had I got three phones, and I got four calls on each each of the three phones during the day. Um, so, you know, just they have to you have to have that conversation with them that if they're going to pay for leads, or if you're going to generate phone calls for them, and they're going to and they're not going to answer their phone, they're going to pay for that phone call. You just make it clear that they're going to pay for it. You're recording them. If their voicemail picks up and answers the call you've delivered a lead so that's one of the ways to kind of you know make sure they have someone to take place to the leads in the first place but have that conversation with your with your people when you're doing that you, you'll be surprised I, uh, even really good business owners are crappy phone people you know they just don't answer let's see traffic seo equals traffic talk to talking to the market and website development team about website conversion problems. Yeah, you know, SEO should equal traffic, 
if the SEO is doing it right. You know what I mean? So if if the client is driving the SEO campaign and saying you're going to do these words, usually what I call is a dream, key, dream keywords. So if a client is driving those, I'm not responsible for traffic. You're responsible because you picked what you wanted to rank for. You said, I want to rank for this. Uh, and you ignored the rest of my advice and you're holding me responsible for fulfillment based off of these keywords. After that, all I owe you is the rankings. If they don't provide you traffic, that's your problem. I ranked you and I delivered for you what you wanted. And now we wasted all this time and now you see there's no traffic there where if you listened to me in the first place, I probably one would have got you rankings faster Two, you get traffic from it. And three, more than likely would have got sales from it. So again, this is that's a really it's a positioning and a trust call with your clients. Man, man, it's a pain. Uh, and it's something that, you know, that's one of the reasons I stopped doing clients for digital ear uh, almost exclusively. If you're not coming with a five-figure, you know, budget a month, uh, I'm not one, I'm not even talking to you. Uh, and two, it just, you know, if you don't come with reasonable expectations, one of the questions we ask now for over the top two uh, for all of our clients, regardless of what you pay, is what are your standards for holding us responsible for this campaign? Uh, because that gives us what they're, um, what they're looking for, uh, but it also lets us set expectations of what we're, what they're actually buying. Uh, in particular, we find a lot of clients that have really high expectations, really low budgets, uh, and even lower knowledge of what they're actually asking us to do uh, and and trust that an SEO company can give it to them. Which in most cases, honestly, I think if we're being honest, an SEO alone can't be a CRO expert and ads expert and SEO expert. It's kind of be an expert in SEO. He can know all that other stuff and how it intertwines, but that's where a full service marketing agency comes in where they, they hire and bring those people in um, that are experts. And they know, you know, the CRO guy knows enough about SEO to make CRO changes that won't affect the SEO. But when it comes to an SEO thing, they're going to talk to each other. And then they're going to work with the client. Um, so it's it's a dangerous game we play with client, with customer expectations. So uh, I think you know, that's a topic in itself. Maybe I'll bring someone on that does a lot of the client stuff uh, and have that discussion. That would be a good episode. Uh, yeah. Yeah, what are your expectations? Okay, so that's a good one. I like having a short week. We got no visitors and stuff, and you guys don't want to hear me ramble on more. So I appreciate you taking the time to watch SEO this week, episode 106. Again, come check us out tomorrow on SEO Fight Club. We're talking about LSI. Bring your questions. Those guys like to ask answer questions, and you can see from the other episodes, there's supposed to be 15, 30 minutes, but if you're asking questions, you're going to keep going and keep getting engaged, and that's part of the show that I like. And other than that, I'll see you guys next week for another episode.